Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit. Girl, I don't. Some bad hat Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today, we are not going to review an episode. Today, we are doing part three of our Quarren TV guide, a special bonus series of episodes all about recommendations for shows you should be watching, streaming, binging while in quarantine or isolation because we've got to do that at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've already done two episodes of this. In each episode, we've recommended 12 different shows. So, this is going to be from number 25 to 36. And we're going to be looking at shows that range between 23 to 55 hours to watch. So, getting to some real chunky ones now. Um, Our longest running shows are still to come in part four when we get to Mm -hmm. that. How are you doing before we get started, Damask? I'm good. I'm on my third podcast for the day. So I'm going to tear with podcasts (laughs) at the moment. Time at home is being well spent. Are you? Uh, do you want to talk about the podcast you record today? Aside from this one, um, so the first one was your brother's podcast. Yes, which this is, is Liam's sh- podcast. Shit dates. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I spoke about a shit date that I'd had. Look, he asked me to do it, and I didn't really have any shit date experiences. Um, but I remembered my my first date when I was fourteen. So I regaled him with that. And then we just kind of talked about like what it was like to be a teenager in the early noughties, which was fun. Nice, nice. That was mm. before I knew you too. I'm looking forward to list- hearing about well that one. Well and truly cause... before you knew me. Yeah. yeah. It's before I knew myself, really. How are you, <laughs> Brad? I- I'm doing all right. I was going to ask, do you want to talk about the other podcast or is that a bit of a secret at this point? No, I'm, ha- I'm happy to talk about it. So, I've recorded two so far. I wanna, I'll, I'm recording one every day, but I'll probably release it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um. So far, it's called Seizing Up. It is a parody inspiration podcast. So, I listen to a lot of like self-help gurus um, and and their podcasts, read their books. Um, And I've noticed that a lot of them are very, very wealthy middle-aged white women. Uh Um, And so, I've just kind of created a, a parody podcast of that. So, yeah, that will most likely be releasing on Monday. I don't know what the date is, so I don't know. That'll be yeah. Monday the 13th of April, I know, because the Sunday is my birthday and also <gasps> Easter Sunday. Right. Yay. Yes. So, mm. I don't know. With the long weekend coming up here in Australia, Friday to Monday off, I, I know it's weird because I can't go anywhere or do anything really, but I'm really mm. looking forward to four days. I shouldn't. Be, I feel bad about saying that, oh, I can't wait for four days without work when a lot of people don't have work at all at the moment, but... Uh, Oh, a long, a little bit of a break would be nice, actually. No, I, I feel sorry for people who still have to go to work, honestly, because I'm just, I really am living my best life right now. <laughs> That's excellent. There is, there is a bit of stress about going to work at the moment. Just you feel mm. like a bit exposed as well, mm-hmm. particularly with my line of work. It's a constant question of whether, you know, I'm part of the problem or part of the solution. Anyway, we're not a podcast about that. Let's get to our next 12 recommendations for Quarren TV. 
Damask, the first one's on you. What is our first recommendation this episode? It is, and I cannot recommend this enough for people who love to binge reality shows specifically. It is Terrace House. Um, So, Terrace House is a Japanese reality show and there's many iterations. The one I am recommending for you to, to begin watching, it's called Boys and Girls in the City. So, Terrace House... Boys and girls in the city. Alright, so this bad boy is going to take you 23 hours. And may I recommend to just watch it straight through for 23 hours straight? Because that's pretty much what I did. And I was obsessed. So, what it is, there's a a bunch of boys and girls, surprisingly, who are living in the city and they live in a house together. It takes place in Tokyo, um, but it's the 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 let's say the kids, but the young adults who live in the in the house are from all over Japan. Um, they also have a couple of international people come and stay with them, and they just like live and work in Tokyo. But most of the footage is shot within the house. And it's just amazing. Like, if you want to sit in your little isolated life and pretend that you live in Japan, just pop this on and you will have a good time. So, this is, it's, I've only seen little bits and pieces of it. It's been recommended mm. to me and my girlfriend watched a bit of it as well upon recommendation. And first of all, so this is one version of this show. This is like, yeah. it'd be like a season of Big Brother or something like that mm-hmm. that we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. that 23 hours, that's not every iteration that's just this one iteration it's just this one iteration with these long, set of people yeah and you can find this on netflix how long does an episode typically go for i can't remember i watched it ages ago okay sure and <laughs> i want to say like 45 minutes that sure. feels right but i could be lying am i correct in saying aside from it being like sort of like looking into these people's lives who are living in the same house together mm-hmm. it's also got a commentary element to it where there are people oh watching- yes so, this is one of my favorite things. And I remember when I went to Japan trying to watch some of their television. And obviously, I couldn't understand the language. But I was like, I'll just pop it on in the background and just kind of watch it. And a fun game will be to try and figure out what's happening. Um, but many of the shows that I watched were simply, you'd see some sort of scene play out. Some sort of abstract, bizarre scene. And then you'd cut to a studio with like a group of people sitting on a couch laughing at it and mm-hmm. that seems to be the premise and that's what is happening in this show as well so you have the the people who live in the house who are living and working in Tokyo and then at the beginning and the end and I think sporadically through you might have a, a cut away but generally it's just the beginning and the end they have these like panelists sitting on this couch very informally discussing like what their expectations are for that episode and at the end like what all their thoughts were about what like all, all the different like dynamics that are growing in the house and stuff and it's it's pretty fucking fun mm. and so that's typical of japanese television i mm. think to have these like almost picture in picture like windows or commentary or something that's going on at the same time the show is subtitled completely i'm guessing there's no dubbed yes, version is. of it N- yeah cool. not so that i am that. aware of that yeah. seems weird but no it's subtitled but so for you though, is it does it have the drama of regular reality or American reality television or sort of Western? It does have television? drama, but not the same type of drama. So sure. it is 
it's it is not dramatic it is not like these people are not living out loud with like giant fake lips and like smashing wine bottles on each other's faces like that's that isn't the kind of drama you're going to be getting (laughs) it's very subtle it's almost like teenage like that teenage restraint you feel where you have all of these emotions but you can't express it you know what it is it's almost like a jane austen novel right because culturally there isn't this kind of Everyone is very restrained and very appropriate. So you have all these young people with a lot of feelings, but not always um, the freedom to express those feelings. And that is a really interesting dynamic to watch. Yeah, I would say it's it's Austrian drama. So who would you recommend this for? Anyone who likes reality shows, anyone mm. who um, doesn't want to invest in something that is big and dramatic or like is going to take any kind of emotional toll on you. Sure. I think it's really easy to watch. Um, you can like jump in, jump out when you want. But if you really need like a solid distraction that isn't going to remind you of any kind of trauma or turmoil, pop it on. Living vicariously for these people in Tokyo. Mm. It's the animal crossing of reality television. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Okay, let's move on. The next show on our list is one we've talked about extensively plenty of times. We're talking about The Good Place. You, Eleanor Shellstrop, are dead. Cool. How did I die? Are you sure you want to hear? You were struck by a truck advertising an erectile dysfunction pill called Engorgulate. Funnily enough, the first EMT to arrive was an ex-boyfriend of yours. Okay, that's, I get it, thank you. You're okay, Eleanor. You're in the good place. You are here because you got innocent people off death row. You are my soulmate. Cool, bring it in, man! You'll stand by my side no matter what, right? Of course I will. I wasn't a lawyer. There's been a big mistake. I'm not supposed to be here. Wait, what? The Good Place is a comedy sitcom from NBC. It ran ran for four seasons. It's over now. It will take you 24 hours to watch. You can find it on Netflix in Australia and I believe the UK and maybe in the US, although it might also be on some NBC streaming service, probably Peacock when that gets up and running. I don't think that's happened yet. Um, So The Good Place, well, we talked about this all four seasons with our good friend Sean um, Kirkpatrick. He came on the show and we reviewed these extensively. Mm -hmm. We overall... Rather enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a Mike Schur sitcom in the sort of vein of, if you know Mike Schur, you might have seen The US Office or Parks and Recreation, those shows. Mm -hmm. It's got that feel to it, but with a bit of a twist in that it's rather than being a workplace comedy, it is about the afterlife, about Mm -hmm. people who have been sent to uh, heaven, essentially, the good place. And one woman in particular, Eleanor uh, Shellstrop, Mm -hmm. who does not belong there. She has mistakenly been sent to the good place when she probably should have been sent to the bad place. And that's all I'll say about it. Because mm, for a sitcom, no spoilers. <laughs> it's got a few twists and turns along the way that makes it something particularly special. How do you feel about The Good Place, Damask? Yeah, so I started off really, really loving it. There were definitely speed bumps uh, in the middle there that were a little concerning. Um, but ultimately, it's a really, really good show. And it's one of, I think, like part of the trepidation I felt as we were watching it. I was like, is there going to be payoff, right? Mm -hmm. Because it is such high concept stuff. Um, And, you know, rest assured, 
there is payoff. It's got a great ending. Incredible ending. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're worried about that, worried about that, jump in, watch it. Um, yeah, I, I think I remember talking about how it was kind of – I never knew that I wanted Parks and Recreation and Westworld to have a baby. <laughs> sure. And that's kind of what this is. And, I yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, Kristen Bell is – endlessly watchable as is ted danson the cast is very very good for the most part it's just a fun time darcy carden yeah in Mm. her sort of breakout role i think is janet as well is exceptional um i totally fell in love with the cast and the characters overall i don't think it's perfect there's some ups and downs along the way season Mm. three for me in particular was a down but Overall, incredible payoff, as you said. Definitely, you're going to get to the end of it and feel satisfied with how it ends. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also, I think one of the reasons we're recommending it now during this period of time is it's a very uplifting show. It's about goodness. It's about happiness, what it means to be happy and to be good and all these sorts of things. And I I think we could do with that sort of positivity. And a Mike Schur comedy is just the perfect sort of thing. In fact, there may be one more or two more on this list that we'll get to eventually as well. But uh, only 24 hours to watch and fairly easy to access on Netflix. It's it's an easy pick, I think. It's a good place. Mm. I'd recommend this to, honestly, anyone who isn't supremely cynical or... I, I, I can't imagine who, who wouldn't enjoy this show, to be honest. Maybe if you don't like American-style comedy or you don't want to think at all. Because there is a little bit of thinking involved with this show. It's... It, I mean, I can, I makes, can imagine lots of people not liking it. I think, yeah. yeah, you know, there are certain elements. I don't think, you know, relationship-wise, um, it can be really lacking. So, mm. you know, that's an issue. Yeah, like what you said about American comedy, it it is very American. Um, yeah, and it, and it is high concept. So, if someone's looking for a... Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's not what this is. It does push the boundaries of what a sitcom can do. It's trying to do more than your average sitcom, which it does for better and for worse at times. We, we talked about that extensively in our review episodes. Go and find those. There's one for each season, all four seasons. But I would definitely recommend this to most people. What's next on our list, Damask? Okay, the next one is Arrested Development. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast. Family. Bluth Development Company President George Bluth was arrested tonight for defrauding investors. They are going to keep Dad in prison till this gets all sorted out. Also, they're going to have to put a halt in the company's expense account. <gasps> Interesting. I would have expected that after they're keeping Dad in jail. We need you to come back and run the business. You have to cut back on everything, okay? I'm even selling the corporate debt. Why don't we just take an ad out in I'm Poor magazine? I am not writing in nothing. You're all going to have to start fending for yourselves. You don't even have any references. All right, so it's a comedy series. It's got three plus seasons, so I only want to include three of them. It'll take you 27 hours to watch and is now available on Netflix. Do you remember the first time you watched Arrested Development, Brad? I do. I remember it being talked about by a group of friends of ours. We're in high school still and I borrowed all three mm. seasons. I think all three seasons were at that stage um, on DVD and just consumed them. Mm-hmm. Just just straight through. Do you remember the first time watching it? Um, I think it was... So, a, friend, a couple of friends of ours lived in this share house right out of high school and it was... Look, it looked like... Um, 
a bit of a crack den and it smelt like one too. But we'd all go there and get wasted all the time. And I practically lived there even though I wasn't paying rent. And every oh, morning... Oh, that I'd- house. I was trying to figure out which one you were talking about. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. There were so many. Yeah. Um, and so I'd wake up the next morning after a big night and we'd, you know, order Maccas or whatever or McDonald's if you're an international listener. Mickey and D's. Yeah, we'd either watch... <laughs> it's really... Yeah. God, it dates us. So we watch Family Guy or Scrubs or Arrested Development. So I'm sure like one of those mornings was probably the first time I watched Arrested Development. Sure. And I just thought it was the funniest thing I had ever seen. It kind Funny. of like I hadn't seen anything like it before. It was bizarre, but just so absurd and hilarious. Just so cleverly written. I think mm. clever is it's the way it riffs on um, like repeated jokes mm-hmm. or wordplay, the way it builds and builds and builds and references itself in the past or it starts to foreshadow things going to happen in the future. Those three seasons, though it feels like a bit of a rushed ending at the end, are inc- those three seasons sorry, are incredibly well, they pay off so well, incredibly funny, incredibly quick. Uh, Mitch Hurwitz just seems like a genius by the end of this. Yeah. Sadly, season four, which tries to came back way later and tried to recreate the magic without having all the cast at the same time is a clunky ride. There's some good stuff in there, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. And the what I've watched of season five, I watched all the first half. The second half just released on Netflix in Australia recently, finally. It was stuck on Foxtel for ages. And it. I watched one episode that was like, I can't watch this mm. anymore. Just watch the first three seasons. Forget the rest didn't happen. It's not worth going back to necessarily. Mm-hmm. The little gems that are there aren't worth digging through the crap. Those three seasons, though, just so funny. It's kind of the opposite of The Good Place, though. It's much more cynical. As clever as it is, Mm. it's a much more cynical comedy. It's not one of those shows that we normally like that's got a lot of heart and stuff to it. Mm. Although it's a show about family, these people are all terrible in their own way. And you've got to be willing to laugh at that. It's much more like always sunny, really, in that way. Is that It's about terrible people, but it is... So well written. Um, yep. A lot of the times, particularly with Arrested Development, you will find yourself bursting with laughter because they are referencing a joke that was, yeah, pretty funny, like the first time you heard it. But now you're hearing it again in a very unexpected and very clever way. And it's just like the laughter just falls out of you. It's such like a rewarding experience when you're watching it. Definitely, definitely. So, I highly recommend it. If you have not watched Arrested Development before, as we said, it's all there on Netflix. Just watch the first three seasons, but I would recommend this to anyone who likes a belly laugh, basically. It is freaking hilarious. Next on our list is a British comedy show, Peep Show. What's Hans doing? He's honking on his crack pipe. Crack? I've got company. Oh, relax. Oh, I'm Mark. I'm in the 80s. I'm dying of heroin in a puddle in the corner in an advert. Drugs are fine, Mark. Everyone agrees now. Drugs are what happen to people, and that's fine, so shut up. So, Peep Show, it's a comedy series, as I said. Uh, nine seasons, uh, which weren't released all sort of... Like, it released, it released sort of uh, yearly, I think, originally. And then there were a few gaps between the last few seasons. 27 uh, hours will take you to watch. I think there's somewhere between six to eight episodes per season normally. They run for half an hour. You can find it on Stan in Australia, on Hulu in uh, the US, and on Channel 4 in the UK. The thing about Peep Show, first of all, it is... How it's filmed is pretty iconic. Every single camera shot is someone's POV, right? Mm -hmm. It's always someone's point of view. 
if their two main characters um, are talking to each other, it will cut between person one's point of view and then the other person's point of view. Um, It is extremely cynical about two very terrible people that live together in an apartment in London. (laughs) And it only gets more cynical. These people only get worse as the show goes on. You laugh at them. You hear their internal monologues. You laugh at how terrible they are. And also you enjoy them (laughs) sort of turning their own lives inside out. It also has Olivia Coleman in it in a very early comedy. Like she's a main character in this show, Olivia Coleman cool. as Sophie. Cool, I didn't know um, that. So before she became, you know, famous as the queen and is winning Oscars and stuff, mm-hmm. even before she was on like in Edgar Wright movies and stuff like that, she was on Peep Show and she is great in this as well. Uh, I, th- I, you said you've only watched one episode of this. I've watched all nine seasons. Mm. It's freaking great from start to finish. I think you would love this show. You need to give it a go. I have been told that before. And, uh, well, you know what? While we're in isolation, why not? I'll take our own advice and I'll start watching it. Definitely. The main characters, uh, Mark and Jeremy, are played by David Mitchell and uh, Robert Webb. I think that's right. Um, Who you might know from Mitchell and Webb. They had a really funny uh, sketch comedy series called uh, Mitchell and Webb, I think. They did Number Wang. Have you ever seen the Number Wang sketch series of... Things you can find them on YouTube. They're really no, great. Oh, did they do the thing where like they're Nazis and they're questioning yes, whether yes, they're yes, the yes, bad yes, guys? Yes. I love that. Mitchell <laughs> Web so Show. Good. That's them as well. Yeah, uh, and they've gone on to a lot of other stuff since then. They still work in partnership or you know off their own stuff. David Mitchell's on one of my favorite UK panel shows as well. In Would I Lie to You? Um, mm, very but this, good. Very this good. is just incredible. Uh, yeah, just black cynical comedy. It's very much, if you enjoy Rest Development, though it's a very different sort of show, I think you'll get a similar sort of enjoyment out of it. Hmm. Terrible people that are really funny to laugh at. Uh, what about, what's next on this list, Damask? Oh, you know, it's just one of those shows that I have said, and many other people have said, is probably one of the greatest shows ever created in the last 10 years. It is BoJack Horseman. Is it this guy? Oh my god, he's got a gun! Relax, it's a lighter. How much lighter fluid can I take on the plane? And before you answer, remember I'm a celebrity. Why didn't you refill your bird feeder, huh? Yeah, who's a bird got to blow to get some seed around here? You'll never guess who's here. Bojack Horseman. He got a little fatter, but it's definitely him. Why so gloomy, Rumi? Do people not like me? Uh... Bojack Horseman is an animated comedy. It has six seasons, will last you 28 hours, and is available everywhere on Netflix. So, yes, like The Good Place, we have spoken extensively, extensively about Bojack Horseman, I think, in quite a few episodes I was having some sort of either a personal revelation or breakdown. There was a lot going on because this show touched me to my core. It is very funny. It is both cynical but also incredibly heartwarming at the same time. I think it find, it doesn't have like a tonal dissonance because of those two things. I think they've, they've fused them together really well. It's about a horse with serious addiction issues Um, It's about celebrity culture, mental illness, lots of things. It is very funny through all of that. 
And I love it. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. These last three shows we've talked about actually have a similarity in that they're sort of about terrible people. They can be quite cynical at times. Mm. Um, this does share a bit of like Arrested Development DNA, I think, as well, and that it has a lot of wordplay and sort of quick wit like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's worth mentioning the first season is undoubtedly the the weakest season. Uh, yes. It starts off as just sort of an okay animated comedy, sort of mm. something on the lines of like Family Guy, something like that maybe. Yeah. You don't and think then, it's going to be anything particularly special at no. that jump off point. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's like it's not mm. bad, but it doesn't stand out as being particularly great. I wasn't like propelled to watch more as I watched through the first season. And then you get into the second season and the third season in particular. And my goodness, this show is just incredible at that point and continues to stand out. Um, by the time we got to the end of all six seasons, including a split uh, sixth season there, mm-hmm. um, as I said, we've we've talked about all of this. You can find our previous podcast on this show. We both decided this was a five out of five star show. Yes. It, it has some weak elements. One character in particular stands out for us as much like The Good Place, actually. One character in particular stands out mm. as being a particularly weak element. Um, now, a lot of people don't agree with that sentiment. That's true. But I stand by it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. I, I stand by that as well. But overall, uh, this is some incredibly moving, honest um, television, as well as being incredibly funny. It is a must watch show. And mm-hmm. I would recommend this to. Anyone that thinks they can handle something a little bit dark and a little bit uh, cynical as well at this point, it's maybe of the three shows we've just talked about, possibly it gets to the darkest places. Mm. And this might not be a great time for everybody to watch this. But if you think you can handle that, um, I think it should be at the top of your list. Bojack Horseman is incredible. I'm actually going to throw this next one to you as well, Damask. What's the next show on our list? That's all good. I'm happy to catch it. It is happy endings. The six of us have been friends forever. So when Alex and I decided to get married, it was going to be the greatest day of all our lives. Instead, it turned into a bad Matthew McConaughey movie. Alex, I love you. What's happening here? Come with me. I'm sorry. I can't do this. I'm sure she's totally regretting It's going to be okay. I promise you. Huge game changer. Huge. It is a comedy. It lasts three seasons, sadly. It will take 28 hours to watch and you can find it on Amazon in the, I'm about to say the Americas. Why not? I'll go with that. And also in the UK, in Australia. Good fucking luck, mate. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can buy it somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. Look, I'm not advocating for anything, but if you can get your hands on it, grab it. There's a lot of good VPNs out there. Uh, what are you talking? You know, what's that? I don't know what I'm talking about. Just random <laughs> letters. I just said VPN. Cool. I just they were on my keyboard. Mm, I, I just love just a random acronym. Good <laughs> job, Brad. Uh, so happy endings. I discovered it many moons ago. Now, um, it was just like this tiny little comedy series. No one was really watching it, from what I could tell. I don't know where I read about it, but I started watching it. It is. Let's say it's kind of like Friends mixed with a bit of community, a bit of Arrested Development. It's Friends and they're fucked up. And not in like a family-friendly way. They're just fucked up. 
Um, so it stars Eliza Coop, Alicia Cuthbert, Zachary Knighton, Adam Pally, Damon Waynes Jr., Casey Wilson, and they're all fucking hilarious. They live in Chicago and they just have little adventures together and it is lighthearted fun and it's one of these shows that like this is the kind of stuff that gets me. It gets better every season. So we start off with a very simple premise, right? So there are a group of friends, two of which are getting married. The day of the wedding, one of them is a runaway bride slash groom. Not going to spoil it for you, though it doesn't really matter. And so you have this basic idea of all the characters. And as the show progresses, everyone gets more and more and more insane, which I think a lot of those that have watched Community can probably understand. It's a very similar vibe to that. It's just it's just really fun, guys. And I, I really, really, really love this show. I was devastated when it was cancelled after the third season. Please watch it. Please watch it. I've been begging for years for people to watch it. Please. And that's that's a lot to do with this, right? It's like obviously it's a fun show. I haven't mm. seen the whole thing, though. You've made me watch a lot of it, and I've enjoyed what I've seen absolutely. Mm. Um, but for you, this is like an unappreciated gem. This needs more attention. This show. It, it's it a really shame it's does. so hard to get your hands on. Apparently in Australia, yeah. Uh, because yeah, yeah, this is an all timer for you. It, it really it's it's something that speaks very deeply to my. Soul, like the character of Penny Hearts, played by Casey Wilson, is one of the characters on TV for me. Like I really identify a lot with her and the way that she approaches her life. And I think Casey Wilson's line readings of all the absurd things that Penny Hearts says is a pitch perfect. That like no matter what she says in that character, it just makes me laugh. So. Yeah, recommend, recommend, recommend. Please watch if you can get it. Is this one of those situations to try and help sort of get people to watch this? Is Do you think it's like one of those US sitcoms that should be up there with, say, your 30 Rocks and your The Offices and your Parks and Rec and Communities and those sorts of things? Like, is that where it belongs? Yeah, I think like, because season one was very different um just in tone. I think it was trying to fit into a certain box to kind of garner the popularity that like friends or something would have and I think the creators as they realized that what they were making wasn't getting that felt more comfortable in creating something a little bit more niche and wacky and so they really lent into their strengths in that and so I think season two particularly season three are like really good and I think if it had a couple more seasons I have no doubt that it would be like yeah a community like an always sunny like all of these shows that people love that is really kind of off the wall um, I think it really would have made those lists I what it is is really good if it had a little bit more time to cook I think it would have been great and so that's uh, it's only three seasons it's mm-hmm. 28 hours to watch good luck finding it Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next show on our list is The Crown. It would help if we could decide here and now on your name. My name? Yes, ma'am. Your regnal name. Uh, that is the name you will take as queen. Let's not overcomplicate matters unnecessarily. My name is Elizabeth. And long live Queen Elizabeth. Don't you get sick of it all? And lonely? I do. Which is why it's so important to have the right person by your side. You understand the titles, they're not the job. She is the job. Loving her, protecting her, she is the essence of your duty. So The Crown comes as a recommendation that if you asked me a year ago if I would ever think about recommending this to the, the populace, to the masses, i I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. It's an historical drama, three seasons, hour-long episodes. will take you 29 hours to catch up with where we are now. There's going to be two more seasons uh, over the next couple of years, presumably. It's on Netflix, and it is all about Queen Elizabeth II and her reign uh, as, you know, as Queen of the British Empire, of the Commonwealth. I have never had any interest in the royal family. I live mm. in Australia as part of the Commonwealth. The Queen is on our money could never, never gave a shit about it, to be honest. This show is mm. fucking great. It's really the, good. <laughs> fascinating to watch. Incredible performances. Uh, really just pulled me in. The production values are out of this world with mm. this show as well. And I honestly, I'm not going to say I care, but I have an interest in the royal family for the first time because this show made me realize how interesting their world is in terms of a modern context in particular where their position has changed a little bit over time with the, mm. with modern society, with the modern world. Uh, this is an incredible show and you, I, I would never have guessed I would have loved it as much as I did. I now, Claire Foy, yeah, go on. I now have an emotional attachment to the Queen. Like sure. the other day she, you know, gave her address to the nation, to the empire. Um, so it was playing on ABC here and – she was speaking and I just started tearing up and I was like, what is happening? And then I realized it's because I love Claire Foy as the queen. And yeah. now like when the real queen speaks, I just think of the character that I, for those first two seasons, was fascinated by. I was fascinated by her. I was fascinated by her family. Like it's just, God, they get you invested in something that, fundamentally as you know as peasants which we are should not you know want to enjoy or empathize with or have an interest in but you do you like you see them as people you see the functions of the world that they live in that we you know by and large are not privy to particularly as Australians because we're not super involved in all of that stuff they make it interesting they make it you know heartbreaking in certain elements it's just a really well constructed show like you said it looks beautiful there's so much good here and yeah I, I never would have thought that I would care about the crown I remember people suggesting it to me and I would roll my eyes I'm like yeah I'll get to it sure 
The other thing as well, I think the way we talk often about this in other podcasts that we've done, so many shows now are made for a binge model where episodes mm. can feel more like uh, they're just a little part of the greater whole. They don't necessarily stand out as their own. Mm. This show, every episode can pretty much you can just pull it out and watch it on its own and you've got a pretty intact story. They are very uh, episodic contained stories, but then obviously the more you watch, the more you understand the whole, especially as it takes place in a historical setting. They flow into one another, but it's it doesn't feel like a show that needs to be binged. I would actually recommend you might watch a couple of episodes at a time, give it a bit of a break, come back, and you'll be super satisfied with this show. Who would you recommend The Crown to? Oh, well, before I'd actually watched it, I'd be like, I don't know, your mum, your grandma, mm. some old woman down the street. Now I would say everyone. And I know it doesn't feel natural if you haven't watched it. You're like, what the f- I don't give a fuck about historical dramas. Because I was the same. I don't give a fuck about them either. But this is really good. I recommend it to everyone. Everyone should be watching it. I agree. Claire Foy is fantastic in this show. And Olivia Coleman's been great. That transition, because they do the, the time jump, is a little weird once you've been invested in one actress for two yes. whole seasons. But you'll get there. It, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. All right. The next show. Oh, boy, do I love talking about this show. The next show on our list is the classic animated children's show, Avatar The Last Airbender. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. I I don't know what's left to say about this show. We did three (laughs) podcasts, one for each season of this show, and I love this show with all of my heart. I think it might be my favourite piece of pop culture in the world. I've thought about, like, this is going to sound really dorky for a second, I've thought about getting tattoos about like there's not like Ang's tattoos like just like I want I love this show completely. I think completely. you should. I think that sounds cool. I've got ideas. I've got ideas for that yeah. sort of thing. So this is an animated epic in the vein of Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or something like that. It's a Nickelodeon show, but it's now on Netflix, uh, and everyone can watch it there. There's they're in sort of pre-production for filming a live-action version of this series as well, which I am both excited and worried about. It'll take you 30 hours to watch, and it is worth every freaking second my go-to soundbite for this it does star wars better than star wars it's not set in space like star wars but it's very much a a fantasy epic uh a hero's journey in that vein though with very eastern um influences um so even though it's written and made in america it's got a very eastern ideology to it and uh, I love the characters. I love the world. I love the way it looks. Some some of the most imaginative like action scenes, and one of the best redemptive arcs I've ever seen in anything. And even thinking about it is making me want to tear up because I fucking love this show with my entire heart. You may not have ever wanted to watch it because you just thought it was a dumb kids show, and it kind of starts out particularly kiddie, even though like it it feels just like a kid dumb kids kids show in the first couple of episodes. 
but it won't take long until you are fully invested. And my God, does this show pay off. Oh, I love it so much. You must watch this. Damask. I'm tearing up just hearing you talk about it. I love it so much. Yeah, it it is shocking. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've always struggled with, with recommending Avatar to people, because I love it too. Like, I love it so much. And it really is an incredible show. And something just kind of came out of nowhere and it, it slapped you across the face. And before you know it, you're like, oh my God, I'm in love. Um, but like, so I expect to kind of love this kind of stuff. Um my girlfriend, she's not a particularly nerdy person, uh, but years ago she was dating a guy who was and he got her into this and she loves it. This is not her jam. She fucking loves it. So, uh, yeah, this is the kind of show that I would recommend to everyone. Yes, it does have a kitty beginning. It is something that you have to get past at the beginning, but by God, the payoff the payoff is incredible. It's one of the best stories you will experience. Get in now so that when the live action comes out, mm. you can be the obnoxious asshole who's like, oh, um, I like the animated series first. Absolutely. So, yeah, watch it now. I, I think this is required watching. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is a five-star show. Is is my favorite television. Is one of the, is one of the best television shows ever made. It's like The Wire, The Sopranos, freaking... Avatar Last Airbender. There is no way around it. Ignore the fact that it's an animated Nickelodeon show. It is one of the best shows ever made. You must watch it. What's next, Damask? Oh, well, something very different. We are doing (laughs) the animated epic Legend of Korra. So this is the sequel series somewhat. It, it takes place in the same world as Avatar The Last Airbender. It has four seasons. It will take you 26 hours. In Australia, you can find it in a bunch of different places, but not in one whole thing. Um, so we've got a weird thing here where like one season is on ABC iView, the other is on, was it Prime? Another's on another thing. So you're just going to have to do some Googling, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> As for the UK and the US, you can find it on Amazon. Um, So you're a little bit luckier there. But yeah, so we spoke about this. Um, We've got a a bunch of episodes, four episodes where we talk about each season of Korra. We loved it. I don't think we loved it as much as Avatar The Last Airbender. I think that's fair to say. But I, I um, I think Avatar as an overall product is more consistent. It's better. It's... See, Avatar The Last Airbender is more of like, it plays into the classic hero's Mm -hmm. tale sort of fantasy epic. Korra challenges, it's a bit more, uh, it tries to, it's a bit more grey. Whereas like fantasy epics can often be Mm -hmm. like good versus evil, very black and white, which Avatar has. Korra is a little bit more in the grey area, which makes it a bit more complex. Yeah, and there's also like a lot of story around how... Um, Korra was made and it was made under very different circumstances yes. that Avatar The Last Airbender was and so I Definitely. think that really plays into the consistency when things were being released and complications mm-hmm. around that mm-hmm. but this show is really good so one watch Avatar The Last Airbender you will love it you will want more and so yes you will then go watch The Legend of Korra which is also fucking great now if you want to listen to a podcast in which I cry like a baby. Um, you can listen to... I can't remember what... Oh, it was the final... Yeah, season of course four, it was. Yeah. It was the season four um, episode. 
um, in the the spoiler zone um, review in which, yes, I cry like a baby and I fucking mean it and I stand by it because the ending of Legend of Korra is so important to me. I love it so much. It's, you know, even if you have no other reason to watch it, if you care about me at all, you will watch all of Avatar so that you then can watch all of Legend of Korra up until those final moments of that season and then just tweet me or like message me. I don't care what. And you can just cry and we can cry about it together and I'm okay with that. I think the way to pitch, you should definitely watch it for that reason because I also cried at that <laughs> ending, but mostly because of you actually, for your sake. The Legend of Korra, it, what it does that Avatar couldn't do is it is they go further with the animation and with mm. like, if, you're in, if you like, love the world and the idea of element bending and those sorts of things, Korra goes a whole other level with it. The choreography and the animation is just tip top, absolutely delicious. And... While it does have probably the lowest lows of any of Avatar or Korra, there is a whole there's a season in there. Season three for me, I personally think is the best individual season of either of those shows put together. It is mm. so so good, mm. uh, and some incredible episodes along the way. I love those characters as much as I love the characters in, uh, in uh, Avatar: Last Airbender. Watch them both; you yes. will not regret it. I promise it. What's next on our list, Damask? The next is the weird and wacky sketch comedy show, Portlandia. We put birds on things. This is a perfectly good watermelon. There's a hair on it. Other than that, that's, I don't know. I do have a question about the chicken. Absolutely. Uh, his name was Colin. Here are his papers. So this show has eight Seasons. It will take you 40 hours to watch. It is available on Netflix in America. If you're in the UK, you can buy it. Cha-ching. And in Australia, once again, good luck, mate. Just, I don't know, Google. Google it up. Australia's fact. Um, so I loved Portlandia since it started many moons ago now. I think it was 2011. It is created and also stars Fred Armisen. You might know him from SNL. Carrie Brownstein, who is an incredible musician. Um, They made this little weird sketch show about Portland, Oregon. It's weird kind of hipster culture. Um, It it felt very relatable living in Melbourne. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just like a little sketch comedy show. It's very strange. I think if you've seen the UK show A League of Gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. Which was, it's not as dark as that, but kind of similar where it takes place in a town and it's all about the characters that live within that town. But it's really just sketch um, and like, you know, one, like one shot, not one shot, one moment scenes um, put together. It's just a bit of fun. Like I recommend, you know, just randomly watching it here and there through your days of isolation just to kind of have a bit of a chuckle. Is it like something, because I've not watched any of Portlandia, but the way you describe it made me think of it. Is it something like Little Britain where it's like there's consistent characters and you just go and see their little sketch here and their little sketch there? Yeah, or, it is like that, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Okay, cool. That yeah. sounds interesting. Who would you recommend this show for? Um, I think if you live in a city um, or a town where... 
people really enjoy, you know, bragging about, you know, how organic their coffee is or like how much they're saving the environment, but also not really, Um, you know, the kind of like hipster culture, the kind of alternative culture. Uh, It's just like people who exist within that because Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein are very much in that culture. So they're within it, but also making fun of it at the same time. So if you enjoy chuckling that kind of stuff, I recommend it. Cool. This is a very you-heavy episode because I need you to talk about the next one as well, Damask. Oh, What's no. next on the list? That's fine with me. I don't mind. <laughs> I'm sure people have been asking for this for a while. God, <laughs> shut up and let Damask talk. Mm, I mean, I say it all the time. <laughs> all right. The next one is Veronica Mars, which I fell in love with as a teenager. Like all great tragedies, this one started in high school. Veronica Mars, teenage detective. Sounds adorable, right? But solving my best friend's murder was about as removed from adorable as it gets. Dad told Jake Kane, the most powerful man in town, that he was sure he was somehow involved in his own daughter's death. And they removed him from office. Dad was right. The case doesn't add up. Stay away from that case. Does your dad still think that Lily's father did this? Do you have any idea how dangerous it is what you're doing? That family will do anything to make that evidence go away. So this one is a little different. It is a teen show, but it is a crime show. It has four seasons, takes 55 hours to watch. In Australia, you can find it on Stan. In America, you can find it on Hulu. And in the UK, you guys can buy it. Now, I watched this show when it aired um, and I it blew my mind. I had not seen anything like it. This was kind of around the era of like the OC and One Tree Hill and all that kind of stuff, which I really enjoyed, obviously, because I was a sad, lonely teenager and those things really fed me. But with Veronica Mars, what I saw was this really kind of smart and funny, sardonic, sarcastic film noir. But she was a teenager. She was in high school, had all of that drama as well Paris Hilton is in the first um, season which I think really dates it but also is a beautiful time capsule of what was going on at the time it's the I think Veronica Mars season one is one of the best first seasons of any tv show like it, it is it's pretty fucking perfect in my opinion like for like for demonstrating what it is and doing that thing really well I think it's tip top um, I just looked this up. Apparently, in the UK, there's this thing called Stars Amazon. I don't know what that is. I don't know how it functions. But apparently, you can stream all four seasons there. Is uh, it with a Z or an S? With a Z. Stars. Mm. Uh, so, this is a show I haven't watched yet either. But uh, I keep hearing amazing things about the first season. From you in particular, but in mm-hmm. general. And I would definitely... This is up on my list. If I get to a point where I'm not working during this whole corona thing i think i'm definitely gonna get around to watching at least season one and it's worth mentioning as well season four only came out in the last 12 months didn't it it um, did and i haven't watched it <laughs> oh really so that's one for you no. to do. yeah that's another one on my list I've, i'm a little like scared to watch it because sure. i loved season one season was o- two was okay season three has some really problematic messaging in it um which does not date well sure um and I obviously watched the fan-made, not fan-made, but fan-funded film that came out, geez, I don't know, maybe like five years ago now. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> that was not good. That was pure fan service and that's why they did it. Like the fans paid for it and so it was very much that. It wasn't a good film. Um, it wasn't a good story. So that was kind of disappointing because I feel like I'd waited so long to kind of see that character again. I never thought I would. And so now that season four is out, I've just been a little hesitant, but I definitely want to check it out. It sounds like from what I've heard that people who are fans of the show in general and have endured the movie and so forth definitely enjoyed season four more. I'm not sure whether it's mm. they're saying it's on level with season one necessarily, but that it's worth a watch at least, yeah, which is cool. fascinating in its own way. Finally on our list, this third episode of our Quarantine TV guide, we're going to recommend The Wire. There are two kinds of kids walking in this building. Stoop kids, corner kids. No, stoop kids. They're the ones that stay on the front steps when the parents tell them. The others go down to the corners. You follow drugs, you get drug addicts and drug dealers. Get down! You start to follow the money, and you don't know where it's going to take you. You think I have time to ask a man why he's giving me money or where he gets his money from? The game is out there, and it's either play or get played. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. The Wire is a US crime drama. It has five seasons. It will take you 60 hours to watch in Australia. You can find all of this on Foxtel in the US on HBO. It is an HBO show. And in the UK on Amazon Prime. This is sort of the perfect example of a time to get around to watching one of these shows. This Mm. is your Breaking Bad, your Sopranos, your West Wing. This is like quintessential must-watch television that if you haven't watched it yet, you've probably had many people tell you, you need to watch The Wire. You need to watch The Wire. You need to watch The Wire. And now is your chance. We have watched all five seasons of The Wire. We did Mm -hmm. it for the podcast. And uh, it's not the lightest show in the world, (laughs) but I think it's definitely, definitely worth getting around to. There's a reason it has this status of being one of the best shows of all time. It was doing... Uh, sort of first-class HBO television before anyone else was. It's uh, an incredibly written and performed story. Its seasons are so well differentiated from each other and take a different perspective on... This is set in Baltimore, am I right? I'm going to say yes, but I, I can't think that's remember. Right. Um, and it's all about... Well, it starts originally, the first season is very much about uh, sort of the drug crime scene in the city and then the people who are trying to, the cops are sort of dealing with that. And then it becomes really a big conversation about society in general, about the law, about uh, criminal activity, about education, the education system, about all sorts of different things, about politics, about uh, even journalism, those sorts of things. It is, it's a very dense but really rewarding show. It's not a sit there and watch with your brain off sort of show, mm-hmm. um, but it is extremely, extremely good. And uh, one of the uh, definitely quintess- quintessential viewing, I think. What, about, what do you think, Damask? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's definitely a good time to kind of hack away at those big lists of yeah. TV shows that you have wanted to watch but just haven't had the time or the energy. Um, so I think if you have the energy to kind of invest in like this quite heady show, absolutely do it. Well, is this kind of show I'll be watching in isolation? Oh, fuck no. No. Um, <laughs> but I think if you're up for it, absolutely watch it. It is full, like you said, every season most seasons, really, really great, beautifully constructed, well put together um, story. So, if you want to do it where you're like, 
watch season one. Yeah. Take a couple of weeks off. Watch season two. You can totally do that because that is really how it's structured. Yeah. So you don't have to like sit there and binge it at all. You can really take your time in between seasons. You don't even have to like, you know, binge, you know, a bunch of episodes in a day. In fact, I would recommend not doing that. If in the evening you've got a glass of wine, you want to watch some really, really good TV, watch an episode a night. Do that. That's that's how I would watch this. But it's really fucking good, guys. It's not easy viewing, but it's really good. There's a couple of absolute five-star seasons in there. Just that uh, it's hard to think of a show that hasn't had more to say mm. about like the state of the world, the state of America in particular, um, on sort of multiple levels of government and uh, society and all these sorts of things. Law it's enforcement and all that stuff. Yeah, All sorts of things. But it is really rewarding, fascinating. It's a thesis in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And at five seasons as well, I think it's uh, it, it knew when it was it was done. Uh, mm-hmm. And Finch is a really incredible place. Yeah, definitely, definitely highly recommend getting around to one of those must-watch shows I'm sure you've heard before, The Wire. That's it for this episode for part three of our Quarren TV guide. Uh, we'll come back with part four, hopefully within the next week or so. Really looking forward to that. Those shows are going to range from 61 to 178 hours to watch. <laughs> but some of my favorite stuff that we're going to talk about is on there. I'm really looking mm. forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um in the meantime, guys, we would love to hear from you still. We've already had a couple of people send in audio files with their recommendations. Um, I can't wait to put them into a future episode as well. But we're still looking for more. If you have a show that hasn't come up on our list yet list yet, uh, and you don't think it's going to be somewhere between 61 and 178 hours, please <laughs> send us your recommendation. Something maybe hidden gem like Happy Endings, which Damask loves to death but no one seems to have watched, or another show that you just think is the perfect time to watch it. I want you to record yourself on video or just audio. Send us that uh, file or upload it and send us the link, so something on YouTube perhaps, uh, and we will put in the show. You can send that link or that file to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com. I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. In the meantime, we will see you next time for part four of our Quarantine TV guide. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.